0: The Independent Audit Committee was established by Charter and receives audit reports and other information from the Denver Audit Office. The committee strives to bring greater clarity, transparency, and accountability to Denver's city government and its residents. It is also responsible for commissioning an annual audit of the city's comprehensive annual financial report. This committee is chaired by Auditor Timothy M. O'Brien.
1: Uh, Good morning
0: and welcome to the January 20th, 2022 meeting of the Independent Audit Committee. And while it's late, I would say Happy New Year to each and every one of you. Um, First item on our agenda is a call to order. Edie, would you be kind enough to call the roll, please?
2: Jack Blumenthal? Here.
0: Laureen Knapp? Here. Leslie Mitchell? No. Leslie Mitchell. She's here. I can see her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rudy Payan. Yeah. Charles side Here. Edward Schultz. Here. And Auditor O'Brien. Here. Leslie, did you hear? I you?
2: apologize. My camera froze, but I am here. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we do have a quorum. First item is the approval of the December 18th minutes. Is there a motion to approve? I so move. Second. Thank you. Any discussion? Any amendments? Any corrections? All in favor, signify by saying aye. Uh, aye. aye. Any opposed? All right. The minutes are approved. Um, I will note that the minutes include the evalu- a note that we evaluated the uh, independent audit firms for 2020, for the audit of the year 2020, Um, and I know you got a report this morning briefly describing that. So um, with that, I will go into the next item, which is a briefing on the Neighborhood Food Environments Program grant compliance. Um, Katja, do you want to introduce the audit and the audit team?
2: Yes, I will do that. So good morning, auditor, members of the committee. My name is Katya Freeman, and I'm an audit director with the auditor's office. And with me are Anna, uh, Anna Hansen, lead auditor, and Justine Joy, senior auditor. The audit manager of this grant audit was uh, Cody Schulte. He's now the accounts receivable manager at the airport and started that position last week. The city received this grant from the state to create food policies and support community projects to support targeted neighborhoods' access to healthy foods. This audit is part of a series we conduct of grants that stay below a $2 million threshold and they're therefore are less likely to be part of a state or federal audit. And Anna will now give you um, the
3: details of what the team found. Yes. Um, all right, let me share my screen first. Um, good morning, auditor and
0: Before you start, um, yes. do we have anybody from the Department of Public Health and Environment here?
3: You know, I haven't noticed them yet.
2: Hi, Tristan Sanders is here from Department of Public Health and Environment, thanks.
0: Okay, so do you want to introduce anybody else that's with you, or are, are you the sole representative from the department?
2: As far as I know, it is me today.
0: All right. Well, welcome. Thank you. Uh, Thanks. Anna. why don't you start over?
3: All right. Thank you. Good morning, Auditor and Audit Committee members. Um, I'd like to extend my thanks on behalf of the team to Tristan and Lane, um, who took the time to meet with us and respond to our various requests. It was a pleasure to work with you during this audit, so thank you very much. The background begins on page one of the report. The Neighborhood Food Environments Program was started to implement policies and changes to create complete neighborhood food environments that increase equitable access to healthy, affordable foods. For the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, a food environment is defined as the physical presence of food that affects a person's diet, a person's proximity to grocery stores, and the distribution of grocery stores, food services, and any any other physical locations where people can get food. The Neighborhood Food Environment Program is part of the larger Denver Food Action Plan that the Department of Public Health and Environment established in 2018. The program has taken a regional approach in its objective by partnering with Jefferson County Public Health and the Tri-County Health Department. At the time we audited this program, the Tri-County Health Department served Adams, Arapaho, and Douglas counties. However, by January 2023, the three counties will be operating health departments of their own, and the Tri-County Health Department will no longer exist. The Neighborhood Food Environment Program is focused on policy changes in community projects that increase access to healthy foods instead of actual direct food delivery. Specifically, the program, the program primarily pays for studies, meetings, trainings, and conferences across the Denver metro area centered on these policy changes. The Neighborhood Food Environment Program is funded by a state grant from the Colorado's Department of Public Health and Environment's cardiovascular and pulmonary disease grant program. As seen in this, uh, in this table, uh, in this slide, and on page two of the report, the program spent approximately $2 million of grant funds in the three years between July 2018 and June 2021. As program funds are spent, the city's public health and environment submits monthly requests to the state for reimbursements of the funds. As shown on this slide and on page three of the report, the grant funding from the state pays for two community food connector positions. These positions administer and operate the program and report to a food systems environmental administrator who oversees their work and reports to the city's public health and Environment's Community Health Promotion Director. The objective of this audit was to determine whether the Denver Department of Public Health and Environment is complying with expenditure requirements under the state grant-funded Neighborhood Food Environments Program, whether the department properly reported grant expenditures to the grant governing authority, and sufficiently monitored grant subrecipients. For the scope of this audit, we reviewed the Denver Department of Public Health and Environment's compliance with regional and local grant requirements related to allowable costs, reporting requirements, and subrecipient monitoring for the Neighborhood Food Environments Program from July 1st, 2018 through June 30th, 2021. Before I continue, I wanted to pause to allow for any comments from the agency. So, Tristan, would you like to um, to offer any comments at this time?
0: Tristan?
2: Yeah, I would just say that, you know, this was a a large grant that we received from the state. It was a grant we did in partnership with two other local public health departments. It was a grant we executed during a tricky time for the local public health department, given COVID and all that we were dealing with. Uh, But we You know, we feel that we did a good job in executing it, and it was a pleasure working with the audit uh, department in getting this done, and we're comfortable with all the findings, so we'll Uh, we'll leave it at that. Thanks.
0: Anna, you want to continue?
3: Yes, thank you. All right. Finding one on page four of the report says that selected expense transactions appear eligible for neighborhood food environments program grant funding, but some lack complete supporting documentation. As part of our grant funding compliance review, we tested random samples of expenses incurred by the city for this program and found the supporting documentation required by the state grant was not always available. Specifically, as shown on page four of the report, we found that expense documentation for in town mileage was missing as public health and environment could not supply evidence showing that in town mileage met the state's checklist documentation requirements. In addition, we found that neighborhood food environments program staff do not have policies and procedures for ensuring they retain in town travel expense documentation when an employee leaves the city. To mitigate this risk, we offer Recommendation 1.1. As seen on page six of the report, Recommendation 1.1 says that the Denver Department of Public Health and Environment should develop and implement a policy and procedure for mileage related to the Neighborhood Food Environments Program. The policy and procedure should meet the state's travel documentation requirements laid out in the invoice documentation checklist. The department should also include Fiscal Accountability Rule 10.7 in this new policy. The agency has agreed to implement this recommendation by January 31st, 2022. On page six of the report, we found that other types of supporting documentation of grant spending were missing. Specifically, gift, uh, gift cards and other expenses did not meet contract requirements. An important part of the program is the recruitment of community members to serve a neighborhood food coalitions. And these members are thanked for their time and efforts in the form of $50 to $100 gift cards. We learned public health and environment does not have documented procedures for grant-specific documentation requirements, such as tracking and safeguarding gift cards paid for with state grant funds. The department also does not provide new employees with standardized training on documentation requirements and documentation retention. Therefore, we provided the following recommendations. I'll pause for any comments or questions after reading the recommendations. Recommendation 1.2 as seen on page eight of the report says that the Denver Department of Public Health and Environment should develop and implement policies and procedures for documentation requirements based on the guidance provided by the state's invoice documentation checklist and the agreement for the state grant that pays for the neighborhood food environments program. The agency has agreed to implement this recommendation by June 30th, 2022. Recommendation 1.3 found on page eight of the report says that the Denver Department of Public Health and Environment should develop and conduct a training to teach new grant staff about documentation requirements for the Neighborhood Food Environments Program. The agency agreed to implement this recommendation by June 30th, 2022. Recommendation 1.4, also found on page 8 of the report, says that the Denver Department of Public Health and Environment should develop and implement a specific policy and procedure for for gift cards that meet the state's requirements as listed in the agreement for the state grant that pays for the Neighborhood Food Environments Program. The agency has agreed to implement this recommendation by January 31st, 2022. At this time, I would like to open the floor for comments from the agency or the committee members. After that, Justine, will present
0: finding two. Thank you. Kristen, anything you want to add to your response to the recommendations?
2: Yeah, just uh, a quick comment on the recommendations. Um, You know, I'll just say that it's not that we don't have mileage tracking. It's not that we don't have gift card tracking. It's that we don't have all of the pieces that were recommended in there. You know, mileage tracking was tracked in Kronos, so when an employee departs, of lost with when the employee departs Uh, gift card tracking we track everything except for the very piece of the number on the gift card that matches who it was given to and so it's just adding a few pieces to the tracking that we're already doing and so very easy to implement those changes and that's what we have put in place and that's why we're able to meet these recommendations
0: by the end of this month Uh, thank you uh any questions or comments from the audit committee Okay. Justine, you want to continue?
1: Yes. Thank you, Anna. Finding 2, beginning on page 9 of the report, states that the Denver Department of Public Health and Environment did not sufficiently monitor subrecipients' expenditures. Due to the program's structure, subrecipient monitoring of Jefferson County Public Health and Tri-County Health Department is the responsibility of Denver Department Public Health and Environment. As part of this monitoring, Denver's Department of Finance assists with accounting for grant activities as well as submitting invoices to the state. Subfinding one, also beginning on page nine of the report, states that the Denver Department of Public Health and Environment approved invoices without closely examining the expenses being reimbursed. The Denver Department of Public Health and Environment's primary form of subrecipient monitoring includes frequent communication with subrecipients and the pre-approval of the operating agreement. Meetings with Jefferson County Public Health and Tri-County Health Department were held approximately every other week to discuss programmatic and operational topics. Invoices were given general approval with this information and documentation showing that the city reviewed invoices on a detailed level was not provided. Our testing found that invoices from Tri-County Health Department lacked sufficient information for Denver to determine whether the expenses were allowable. In addition, neither the city's Department of Public Health and Environment nor the Department of Finance corrected a miscalculation of indirect costs from a subrecipient. This miscalculation was in the city's favor and is small compared to the overall grant budget. Furthermore, the Neighborhood Food Environments Program was impacted by staff turnover and therefore was and there was not adequate training for new staff on proper grant specific subrecipient monitoring including the process of reviewing and approving subrecipients invoices and indirect costs therefore we make the following recommendation recommendation 2.1 as seen on page 11 of the report states that the Denver Department of Public Health and Environment should develop and implement procedures for a formal review of subrecipient invoices on a detailed level such as a monthly spot check procedure to ensure that to ensure the neighborhood food environments program meets state documentation requirements the agency agreed to implement this recommendation by June 30th 2022 recommendation 2.2 also on page 11 of the report states that the Denver Department of Public Health and Environment should develop and implement procedures to ensure staff in the Neighborhood Food Environments program are periodically and consistently trained on required subrecipient monitoring. The agency agreed to implement this recommendation by June 30th, 2022. Recommendation 2.3, as seen on page 12 of the report, states that The Denver Department of Public Health and Environment should develop and implement policies and procedures on the roles and responsibilities of agencies that are integral to administering the Neighborhood Food Environments Program, including the Department of Finance. Policies and procedures for the Department of Finance should include processes for monitoring subrecipients' indirect rates. The agency agreed to implement this recommendation by June 30, 2022. Subfinding 2, beginning on page 12 of the report, states that the Denver Department of Public Health and Environment did not document its identification of subrecipients of grant funding. The Department of Public Health and Environment could not provide documentation to support its determination that Jefferson County Public Health and Tri County Health Department were subrecipients of the grant funding. The city's Fiscal Accountability Rule 9.2 requires subrecipient determinations and provides a subrecipient versus contractor worksheet to guide city staff in making and documenting this determination. Therefore, we make the following recommendation. Recommendation 2.4 as seen on page 13 of the report states that the Denver Department of Public Health and Environment should complete the subrecipient versus contractor worksheet as required by fiscal accountability rule 9.2 to determine whether Jefferson County Public Health and Tri-County Health Department are subrecipients of the Neighborhood Food Environments Program. The department should then retain the the documentation of this decision. The agency agreed to implement this recommendation by June 30th, 2022. At this time, we would like to open the floor for any questions or comments from the agency or committee.
0: Uh, Tristan, anything to add?
2: Yeah, just a, a quick comment that you know the nature of this work is such that you know we're not doing the del- you know hard deliverable based work where we're producing materials and paying for those materials to be produced. It's largely coalition based work and working with people, and so meeting with our partners weekly or even biweekly uh, to monitor that work is is sort of the nature of, of what we do in a lot of these cases. And so I appreciate the focus of the audit on our relationship with finance and how we monitor those uh, invoices and expenses because uh, our job in all of this was monitoring a lot of the work that was getting done and then finance's job was looking at a lot of the uh, hard expenses that were being charged for. And so uh, we agree that we need to work out how that gets done in a more um, routine way and a way that's documented. So appreciate that, thanks. All
0: right, thank you. Um, Any questions? from the audit committee? I do have one. Yeah, it has to good. do with the community food connector. Would he be responsible for overseeing some, at least I working with the finance department and overseeing how the expenditures took place and were they appropriate or not? Can you provide any light on that, Tristan? Tristan?
2: Yeah, The so the community food connectors work with coalitions in neighborhoods to oversee how uh, expenses are spent in, well, let me me take a step back. So there's six neighborhoods total, two per local public health department. So two in Jefferson County, two in Tri-County, two in Denver. And expenses throughout the grant are divided amongst those. And so it's up to the community food connectors to work with those community coalitions to determine how those funds that are divided amongst those communities are spent. And so, yeah, the community food connectors do have oversight for that and, and work with their the, the food system administrator and the program manager and the finance department to determine what's appropriate. A lot of the funds that went directly into the community were done through RFPs and through um, you know small grant-based uh, mechanisms. Uh, most of the expenses that were delineated to the other local public health departments were done mostly for covering staff time um, and covering mileage and things like that.
0: One last question, Tristan. With the uh, the tri-county breaking up into three separate entities, do you anticipate it, uh, an upshot in the workload for these food communicators? Because now you have to reestablish it three times. What are your thoughts on that, sir?
2: Yeah, so at least at this point, the staff that we've been working directly with hasn't changed. And so the the two community, the two neighborhoods that we've been working with, and the two community coalitions have remained intact, and the staff that we've been working with have remained intact. And the community coalitions, we made a very concerted effort to ensure that those were rooted in community based organizations and not a part of the local public health departments. And so we expect that those coalitions will actually remain intact and will continue through the life of the grant from this point forward. And so we're very, confident and hopeful that there's not going to be a disruption at least in this work as a result of that breaking up the health department
0: thanks tristan i really appreciate your response yeah Um, following up on that if i could tristan um it's it's good that you're continuing to work with the same people etc will this uh impact the cost of the program the tri-county health department splitting up uh
2: not well it hasn't so far so let's it hasn't so far let's so the the contracting timeline from the state is a little bit different it's uh july through june and so we actually have already executed excuse me already executed the last two years of the grant which started last july july 2021 through june of 2023 and that was with the existing uh staff in the what was the Tri-County Health Department um, that are gonna remain. And so I think there may be pieces that break off that they would then subcontract to the different health departments that get formed, but I, I, it's not gonna change our subcontract that's already in place. And so I don't
0: expect that it would change the cost. Okay, thank you. Lauren, you had a
3: question? It was about timeline and, and Tristan just answered it. Thank you.
0: Any other comments, questions? Tristan, thank you, Um, I appreciate the important work that you do uh, in the health department. Uh, Next item on our agenda is general business. Uh, I think all of the audit committee members at least have received a copy of the auditor's annual report for 2021. Um, We had a lot going on, notwithstanding the pandemic, I think we got a lot done, so I hope you, I'll have an opportunity to read it. And uh, if you have any questions now or in the future, we'd be happy to answer those. Mr. Otter? So, yes.
3: I would, just, I would just like to say that I thought it was very well presented. And I per- particularly appreciated um, the featuring or highlighting the staff, uh, your staff, that were, were involved in the projects. I think that gives them um, nice uh, visibility and, and appreciation.
0: Well, thank you. I, I thought that I agree with that. The presentation looked terrific. So, um, and for the viewing public, you know, if there is anyone that wants to take a look at the annual report, you can go to denvergov.org slash auditor uh, audit reports. So, next item on general business, that we will have another meeting, another virtual meeting on February the 17th at nine o'clock. And with that, I would ask for a motion to go into executive session. We have our independent auditors here. We would like to get an update with the external auditors uh, and talk a little bit about our audit committee charter and our own self-assessment. I so move. Second. Thank you. Is there any objection to the motion? All right, we're going into executive session once that red light goes off.
3: on one calls just like AARP
1: trying to engage uh, volunteers. So in this case, students as volunteers. Um, We've really found it to be very meaningful work.
2: Yeah, I appreciate that. Dr. Love, let me ask you a question as we start this Q&A.